training camp is about here. We're already getting the puff pieces, the hype pieces. I said puff. I also mean pup. We're getting all the news, and it's adjusting ADP fast. We got to figure out what's going on with camp, what to react to, what not to react to, who's going to rise, who's going to fall. We're going to hop into a Best Ball Mania 3 draft, try to figure that out as we go. Jake said it, not me. <laughs> this, I don't even know what to say about this, Shane. You're about to get banned from all things uh, Spike Week. Don't, you can't mix those two things together as a, as you can see, Cardinals fan, St. Louis fan. Uh, I mean, the freaking St. Louis Blues are up here. A freaking basketball player that most people don't even know who he is. Darius Miles, a jersey is on my wall. There's Ozzy, a little Ozzy Smith backflip going on here i got the bush stadium up there on the top i'm a diehard st louis i'm born and raised in st louis i'm a diehard st louis sports fan the juan soto them dangling this juan soto carrot in front of me as the potential that the st louis cardinals are going to get juan soto is like it's it's both giving me light like my lifeblood while also like triggering the shit out of me so you cannot bring up the hot dog thing in the same sentence as uh, as Juan Soto, uh, I'm gonna get to work on this after afterwards. Shout out to you, Vadim. Vadim, is that how you say it? Jacobson. And Paul says uh, if Darius was playing today, he would be uh, dating a Kardashian. That is probably true. All of the Clippers, all of the Clippers would be, you know, they would be uh, two tapping their way uh, down to keeping up with the Kardashians. So anyway, really quick before we hop into a best ball mania three. Yeah, it's playtime, man. We went for a long walk right before this, but it just cooled off today. It's been like 100 degrees for weeks. Like literally it's been in the hundreds for weeks. My wife's up there trying to calm them down and they don't listen. When it's playtime, there's this there's this little subset of the day when it's just it's go time and i don't like to like stream in the mornings i'll do a little bit of lunchtime stuff but this is like the time that i'm also uh best and so uh it's also been like we've uh we've built this brand of the dogs the dogs are part of the show as you can see here they're probably about to run back in the dogs are part of the show see so uh oh see good i'm not i'm not a total idiot thank you for joining us uh Fadim. yeah so Eric says, so James Robinson 101 or what? Hey, hey, we're trying to talk. Really quick before we hop in, <clears throat> I think uh, we should talk a little bit about not only just like the specific news that we've gotten so far, because we can kind of talk about that as we go through the draft, but like how to react, should we react, what does all this mean? Right, because, I mean, this is the beginning of what's going to be a month plus of constant beat writer, puff pieces, 
Twitter video clips, everything about these guys. I'm sure everyone remembers. My, my favorite one was the CD Lamb uh, stuff last year when we got uh, uh, shirtless CD Lamb pictures coming out and he's like 2% body fat, straight jack. They're showing a highlight clip every day of him making some ridiculous catching camp. And he was a good pick anyway, but he goes from whatever the three, four turn to the two, three turn, like in the blink of an eye, because it's literally nothing but, Oh my God, it's CD lamb season on Twitter. And I, I, I not commenting on whether the CD thing was right or wrong or whatever, but what we are, uh, <laughs> Soto can definitely afford a Spike Week uh, membership for eternity. He turned down almost half a billion dollars. I think he's, I think he's set to be, uh, uh, to be all right. If Soto were an angel investor in, uh, so that maybe that's what we can do. If we can bring him to St. Louis, he can uh, be an angel investor in Spike Week. He'll have a couple shekels to throw around. Um, yeah, the <laughs> this this year CD didn't grow an inch. Yeah, he grew. He got stronger. He was the best uh, Twitter player of uh, all time. And this is uh, this is really the end of the the end of the conversation. Alex says only react if it confirms your priors. I agree. That's that's why I kept drafting CD uh, because I was that was my prior. I was on CD Lamb and Twitter told me he was good, so I just kept drafting him. But really, the point is, there's going to be useful stuff that comes up. Plenty of it that comes up over the course of uh, the next month or whatever. Really, I think the first few weeks here of camp are what really, you know, we'll, we'll get some stuff later, of course, because there's going to be like position battles, right? And we're going to get to really see, right? Daryl Williams and Eno Benjamin and Keontae Ingram are going to battle for the set, the backup spot in Arizona. We're not going to know right away. We are going to get some report that says, oh, Eno's with the twos to start. It doesn't mean the competition is over, whatever, but we're going to get some of that and it's going to play out over, over camp. Um, but we're also going to get the inevitable best shape of his life. We got a best shape of his life. He's on the, I put him on the thumbnail. This is why it triggered me so much. I put um, Antonio Gibson on, on the thumbnail. We got a best shape of his life. Antonio Gibson tweet. He's it's in he's in his third year. How is this dude? How is this dude? Hold on one second. My fucking dog's eating a pillow over here. I got all this. They, they're like so spoiled. There's like a little bed of like pillows and stuff over here. Hold on. Hey, what are you? Unbelievable. Absolutely unbelievable. Um. So anyway. We get an Antonio Gibson, best shape of his life, cut 6% body fat in the offseason, whatever. I'm like, the he's in his third year. What do you mean best shape of his life? That's reserved for the fat old guys, not the 20. What is he? How old is Antonio Gibson? Like 24? He's 24 years old. He just turned 24. And we got a best shape of his life Antonio Gibson tweet. And people are like, oh, you dummies. Look, you let Antonio Gibson's ADP fall over a best shape of his life Antonio Gibson tweet. Like, what the fuck are we talking about? (laughs) Nothing has changed. As far as I remember, J.D. McKissick is still on the team and they paid him. 
and they drafted a Brian Robinson in the third round. Antonio Gibson was a third round pick. So now he has a newer third round pick and they just paid another running back. And he has, a, it's a Carson Wentz led offense. Like, what are we talking about? Nothing has changed, but like, that's the type of thing that comes out and will legitimately impact ADP. And, and people, people will, you know, in their mind, they will adjust to those kinds of reports. And those are useless. That's useless. Getting some things, you know, the CD lamb, quite frankly, the highlight clips, it's, it's fun. It's fun to see, but it's quite useless. The what's really powerful is when we get, you know, we, what we want to find out is th that Eli Mitchell is actually the backup to Raheem Mostert and not Trey Sermon, <laughs> right? We want to find out that CPAT is actually the starting running back for the Atlanta Falcons. We want to find out those those kinds of situations as opposed to, you know, we want to obviously if the Browns make a trade, there was a, you know, stuff on Twitter today about the, the Browns with the trade, right? Um if somebody is actually going to be out to for the start of the season, not on this going on the pup right now doesn't matter. That's one another thing people need to realize. If the player goes on the pup right now, they can be activated at any time. It literally doesn't matter. So ignore those. You're you're also always going to get these positive reports, right? Yep, he's going to be ready for week one, or he's not going on the pup, or whatever. We have to take in information, but we the majority of the time including for uh, whoever said uh, uh, James Robinson earlier, including the, the likes of James Robinson, when maybe we thought they were going to miss games, it really hasn't changed the bet for anything in that situation very much at all. It's of course a positive for James Robinson. If he's playing week one, as opposed to playing week six, but it really doesn't change anything like from a crazy, like mathematical probability perspective, the bet you made on Travis Etienne doesn't really change. If you chased him up to the second round or whatever, you know, God bless you. But, he, you know, he was probably a fourth, fifth round pick. He's whether James Robinson's playing week one or week six, he's still probably a fourth or fifth round pick. And just, you know, that is what it is. So we have to make sure that we're taking in the information because we want to be we want to be as informed as possible. But there's got to be a, a massively tough filter to get through in terms of it adjusting our priors and changing what we believe to be these bets, right? We're, we're, we're not to quote the stupid ass Annie Duke, Annie uh, Duke book, but we're, we're thinking in bets, right? Every player is a bet. Every team that we make is a bet, some sort of correlated scenario based bet, whatever. Once like new information comes in, we have to think about really, truly did it change that bet? Like really, truly like last year, uh, nothing ever happened at all to change the Jamar Chase bet, but he just randomly fell around because he couldn't catch the ball in the preseason, right? It didn't change a goddamn thing. Honestly, none of the CeeDee Lamb stuff changed. They both went in opposite directions in, in ADP. If we put it through that really tough filter, we quickly realize it didn't matter. It absolutely didn't matter. None of that shit mattered. The stuff where like, True playing time changes. Like if if Cliff Kingsbury, and this is another thing, the beat reporters are not useless, but beat the best example was Raheem Mostert today. Literally, it's not even I haven't even I haven't even had coffee yet. 
and my timeline is blowing up about Raheem Mostert. A bunch of people found in the fantasy space, found one ESPN article that said Raheem Mostert might not be ready for week one. Uh, people were saying, see, told you Chase Edmonds was a smash. Other people, see, told you Sony Michelle was a smash. Other people are like, up oh, Dolphins, you know, Mostert not going to be ready. I was like, I'm pretty sure I just read an article yesterday that said Mostert's like wheels up for week one, they think, and doing well. I go look real quick. Sports Illustrated had said the day before, it's just people, everybody reads ESPN still, not Sports Illustrated. Sports Illustrated had said that another Dolphins beat writer said that Mostert was like good to go, wheels up for week one. And But all of Twitter is picking one reporter's opinion who ended up being wrong because we found out very quickly thereafter that he's cleared. Mostert said himself he's cleared to play. <laughs> you know what I mean? And so we have to filter all this stuff and, and, and be very smart about how we do it. Like just a beat writer saying his opinion is – it's not that there aren't trustworthy guys, but we have to be very, very smart about uh, – about, yeah, Ivan Mostert. Mostert challenge. Most that was the other thing. Mostert comes out. I think he's doing okay because he was not put on the top ten fastest players in the NFL. But what, 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 what I don't remember what it was. But uh, look at this motherfucker. Hey, get away from there, Griffey. Stop. <sighs> it's one of those days. Mostert was like out there challenging. He said, "I want to race all these motherfuckers on the top ten speed speed list." I think he's doing all right. <laughs> he's out there challenging people to races, you know, but fantasy Twitter picked up one article with one beat writer, uh, uh, you know, speculative report and ran with it. And my whole timeline was like, Oh, dolphins. Most not ready. Most not ready. And it was bullshit. It was not only was it like not something we should draw conclusions from. It was, a, it was factually incorrect. So we have to, we have to be very cautious about all that stuff. Let's get into the draft. And then uh, uh, let's we can talk through some as we as we start to get through the uh, uh, two 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 more to get into this draft. Um, as we start to get into uh, you know each kind of pocket of the draft, we'll talk through some of these guys that are going to rise. The I mean, really, the uh, the Antonio Gibson one is one hundred four. I've been getting so many picks outside of the top five. And not getting any of the top five of late, and uh, it is it has been absolutely tilting the shit out of me. Madden, that's what it was. Ivan says it was the Matt. It was the Madden guys. Um, definitely uh, agree. The Traylon thing is really funny. We'll touch on him a little bit later. Um, he's in a big pocket of guys. I think are um, very likely risers. Vadim says commanders uh, about to trade Brian Robinson after discovery. <laughs> yeah, right. Exactly. That's, that's such a good, you know, in jest comment where it's like Brian Robinson, like Antonio Gibson can be in whatever shape he wants to. He's not going to get the passing down work from JD McKissick and Brian, they still drafted Brian Robinson. They've also still said nice things about Brian Robinson. We just, it was two weeks ago, which is like two lifetimes ago in an NFL offseason. We forgot, we done forgot about the shit that was said two weeks ago. Whatever just comes out 
today, whatever gets blurbed on Roto World or whatever somebody tweets out on our timeline as a report, it's like that's the new thing. We're foaming at the mouth for new information. The shit that they said positive about Brian Robinson two weeks ago or the fact that they paid J.D. McKissick a couple months ago is like, who cares? It's Antonio Gibson season. Best shape of his life. You know? Oh, man. Um, uh, <laughs> I'm not... <laughs> uh, zero. I'm not, I don't even need to... Ooh, okay. We get a, we get a little... I, I think I've talked about this multiple times, so we don't need to touch on it too much. I'm Jefferson over Chase. I obviously... Chase is a, a superstar, in my opinion, real-life NFL. I just prefer Justin Jefferson. Um. So I'm really happy to get a get a little J Jeff, but uh, yeah, Casey, no, no Justin Ross for me. Not gonna get in, not gonna you know go too crazy getting into it. Uh, we did have some good old conversations about Justin Ross in the Spike Week Discord, where uh, I was trying. You know, <clears throat> if you guys have watched me at all, you know I'm a little bit of a sarcastic, hyperbolic, snarky guy or whatever it's all in good fun it's literally never personal that's just like how how um i was like raised how like my family like if you go to like a family outing it's like my you know my grandma be shit talking to you my aunts and uncles would be like you know trash talking we put up at my my niece's third birthday party we put up the video of rob and i doing the uh hot ones draft and everybody's like roasting me you know 60 year olds are you know poking fun of me for being a bitch for not being able to eat hot food and you know whatever it's just like how it rolls that's that's, that's, that's how all my friends and stuff growing growing up are and so i struggle within the internet environment discord twitter or whatever because i literally never mean anything like mean or whatever but like when people were talking about drafting Justin Ross and they're just like, he just needs to be healthy. He might be the second best wide receiver on the Chiefs. I'm like, <laughs> yeah, he, he, technically he just needs to be healthy. It's a little bit of a stretch that he might be the wide receiver too on the Chiefs. He hasn't been good in a long time. But like you're discounting this part where it's like he just needs to be healthy. That's like a huge that, that's like a huge thing. You can't just say, oh, if, if. If Tutu Atwell gains 50 pounds, he's a, a, a fucking third-round pick in best ball. Guess what? He's not going to gain 50 pounds. And so, like, you can't just say you can't just say that. And, you know, the, the fantasy space got really obsessed with the Justin Ross thing. And I don't know. Didn't make any sense to me ever. I'm going to have a lot of things that, uh, damn it, I really wanted. I really wanted uh, Debo. kind of don't hmm you know uh I, I'm, I'm i'm still gonna take tea i'm trying to uh i'm trying to uh oh, <laughs> exactly yeah uh, jj was uh chase's backup at slew jj uh jj was a, a monster alongside chase at, at did i say slew i read that as slew that's really funny um at, at lsu um let's see Eric says, are you on Sony at all? Realistically, I think he could be the cheapest bet to lead a team in carries without an injury. Yeah, I am. Not like a ton, but I am. I'm, I'm drafting him. He's in my late round running back mix for sure. Right now, uh, here, here's a good uh, 
quick segue we'll get into from the for, from a riser's perspective i think um why i'm struggling to get to a little bit of sony's because i keep taking dearness johnson because i think i'm trying to take a lot of hunt and johnson dearness right now because i think they're like the easiest risers we get into camp somebody gets hurt Somebody doesn't have to get her. Uh, 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 you know, last year we saw with the Rams with Sony, right? They traded for Sony because oh shit, Cam Akers got hurt. We're a Super Bowl caliber team, obviously. We need a reliable running back. The Browns are just like waiting, just sitting at the phone, like somebody give me this fifth round pick or whatever for Dearness Johnson or or Kareem Hunt. So um, Sony's a hundred percent in the mix for me there. I agree with I agree with your. Uh, your sentiment yeah see look at this you guys even know the uh, other eric so many fucking erics uh other eric says vikings and giants week 16 correlation see i don't even know my week 16s i don't i know I, i've never memorized it this worked out i'm 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 happy here i'm i'm hoping for it to be one of these guys in particular but um yeah so i'm taking aj brown now we'll go to the board. So obviously start unsurprisingly, Justin Jefferson, T Higgins, AJ Brown with three wide receivers. Um, I've been trying to draft a lot of, yeah, what you're absolutely right. Uh, the overlay should be on here. God damn it. See, I keep screwing this up. Hacker's going to get so mad at me. Oh, airs. Of course. Let me refresh. Let me, re- let me refresh a couple times. Let me back out. We'll, we'll get into this. Uh, See if we can uh, get the overlay back going. Of course, I can't even I can't even promote the overlay well enough. I was trying to do it on Underdog specifically to to promote the overlay. We'll just refresh a few more times to. Uh, I wonder if hackers around. I'll message them. Message hacker. Great quality insight. These are the risers you came here to, to listen to me typing into my into my keyboard. Okay, so um, one thing I'm trying to do, which I've kind of talked about, which I think you guys probably uh, already knew slash could have guessed, is I'm I'm drafting quite a bit more zero RB teams right now, and uh, uh, God damn it, and mixing and matching through those zero RB candidates. And it's not that I won't draft zero RB later when we get, you know, August, early September, right before the season starts. Of course I will, because I want to have probably what will be some different zero RB candidates on zero RB teams, but drafting right now, like right before peak information season. And like, just, I'm just trying to play into that chaos and the uncertainty Right, like maybe Isaiah Spiller has a bigger role than we think. Maybe Daryl Henderson has a bigger role than we think. Maybe, you know, Rojo is just the starting running back for the Chiefs. Maybe, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Maybe somebody gets hurt like Cam Akers did last year and J.K. Dobbins did and Gus Edwards did. (laughs) Maybe something like that happens and plays out in my favor and running back is the place that I can capitalize on it the most. And so uh, here's an easy one. There's Gabe. As you guys know, Gabe's fall. Gabe's 
Gabe's Gabe's not really rising anymore. We've hit a we've hit a point where people are not uh, totally smashing Gabe. Damn it! Always, always user error for me. Let's see. Yeah, a hundred percent. It's not. I agree. Alex says it's not too unique because of ADP, but I love JJ and T double leverage off Chase, especially in a one week setting. I agree. And like, it's the thing about the uniqueness stuff that there's you get eighteen picks. You can figure out ways within the construct of your team to make a team that's more than fine from a uniqueness perspective. Not every single pick has to be, um, you know, in the sake of uniqueness. Nor should it be frankly, nor should it be. Um, I really don't love Terry McLaurin here, but when talk about uniqueness, let me think about this. Actually, I really, I really don't, I really don't like McLaurin very much, but I think um, taking him here, you know, 13 picks after ADP, Zero RB team. I think it's fine to mix to mix him in. I mean, Terry McLaurin as your wide receiver five is uh, <laughs> is uh, yeah. Here you go. Start with JJ and and uh, T. You're worried about uh, duplicates? Just yeah, just draft a bunch of quarterbacks. Do something crazy. <laughs> yeah, pour one out for Tyson Williams. Uh, was just going through. Uh, Recently, I co-manage a uh, reasonable stakes auction league with a buddy. I think I've told a story on the stream before, so sorry if I'm, uh, uh, you know, retelling the same story. But it's a league that, like, these old guys, we're the two young guys in the league, and a bunch of these old guys started, like, like they're in their 60s, like way back in the day. Like before, you know, they had to get the morning paper the next morning with a pen and paper, calculate up all the fantasy points and like mail it out to each other and shit or call each other and tell each other the stats. There was no internet. There was no, none of that stuff. And uh, no, no direct TV NFL Sunday ticket going on at those, at those times. But um, it, it was just funny because we drafted, uh, we, we did a little five minutes of let's look at our team. Cause it's a keeper auction league. And uh, we drafted <laughs> We drafted Tyson Williams because it was after the Dobbins. They draft pretty late. It was after the Dobbins and Edwards injury. And we're like, we're going to sneak this one by all these old heads. We're going to get Tyson Williams. RIP. RIP to uh, Tyson Williams. Alan says, I was in one of those leagues started. And are you not in it anymore? 1990. That's probably pretty close to when these guys started. It's probably pretty, pretty close. Let's see if I can uh, refresh. And I actually, now that I think about, it, no, I did update the, I did update the, the, the overlay today. I did update the overlay. Um, yeah, what happened, Alan? Why are you not in the? That's a fun league to be in. Ah, that sucks. That's too bad. Um, let's see. <laughs> we'll get to, we'll get to McKenzie. Remind me uh, in a, in a several rounds, GA, about McKenzie. We're definitely going to talk about McKenzie. 
Yeah. Who needs to memorize the playoff correlations when you have the the plug-in? 100%. I'm fucking it up showing it, of course. But um, it's crazy. You don't have to memorize it. Not only do you have to like, you obviously don't have to memorize it because it shows you the the matchups of every single uh, player. But then it highlight, you know, it highlights the in and it highlights in whatever color you want. I didn't really realize when starting one of these tools that people would uh, be like, oh, "I'm colorblind. I need to, you know, be able to pick a." Uh, God damn it! We're really gonna have a hell of a. You guys are like forcing me into this. Uh, Amon Ra at pick 69. Nice. What, what's going on here? What am I missing, guys? What are you doing? Are you guys in this? Or is this like a... Did I just happen to get in a draft that's... I don't recognize. Are any of you guys in this? I don't recognize any of these names. <laughs> so this is why I'm able to get all these uh, wide receivers after ADP. Let's see. Yeah, you could, uh, going back to the Sony thing, you could debate how valuable it is, you know, Sony being kind of the lead rusher. But that's also part of it. It's like, we don't really know. Mike McDaniel's pretty, has been a pretty good uh, offensive mastermind, especially in the run game. And I mean, we can say whatever we want about Miami, but like, they, it is a, a former top six overall pick at quarterback with Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddell and Mike Kosicki, and they paid Cedric Wilson. Chase Edmonds, smart coach, upgraded the offensive line. There's reasons to be pretty bullish, and he just needs to score some touchdowns and in a in a what could be a pretty good offense. Ha. I entered uh, uh I'm on the clock. I'm gonna screw it up now. But uh I entered with uh oh my god. Do I take Lance Burrow? I I just can't. I just can't take Burrow. I can't do it, guys. I know I'm probably like supposed to take Joe Burrow there, but I'm not. I'm not doing it. And I almost took Russell Gage to trigger uh, all my fellow wide receiver um, brethren who hate Russell Gage, and I kind of don't hate Russell Gage. Especially because he's gonna, I think he's gonna kind of continue to fall a little bit here, back into the seventies and stuff, and uh, into a into a pocket of the draft that I like. Like right now, like like people saying like, oh, you can't take Russell Gage at this ADP, and if he gets to here, and it's him against Hunter Renfro and Alan Lazard and Christian Kirk and Michael Thomas, like why is he a worse pick than them? Because the argument against Russell Gage is like, oh, he's only an early season. Remember this. He's only an early season bet when Godwin comes back. Well, A, Gronk's gone. And Antonio Brown is gone. So it's not like, like Antonio Brown and Gronk both smashed with Godwin and Evans there and Lenny there. So let's not pretend like we can't support multiple guys even when Godwin is coming back. It's a little bit of a disingenuous argument. Like once Godwin comes back, we don't want Gage anymore. It's like you want, I know he's not Antonio Brown. He's not Rob Gronkowski, but like Kyle Rudolph isn't either. And we're like, people are making this, this case here, we're talking about risers and fallers. I think Gage is going to fall a little bit because every sharp person on the planet is like, ah, ha, ha, Russell Gage, what an idiotic ADP. But like, I don't know why I, I'm kind of like excited to scoop up some, some Russell Gage. Like, why can't he as on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers 
be a good fantasy asset with Chris Godwin and Mike Evans exactly? If they throw 45 times a week, like you're out, like the Sharps are out on Lenny at cost. There's no Rob Gronkowski. They're LOLing at Cam Brayton, Kyle Rudolph. They're LOLing at Mike Evans. And Chris Godwin goes in the 60s. So are the Bucks just not going to score any fucking points? Well, if they're going to throw a lot and score, then somebody's got to do it. Why can't why can't Russell Gage, who was actually low key kind of good last year, Brady wanted him. I don't know. I, he's going to fall, I think, and continue to fall as we saw him fall here. And he's a faller that uh, I'm 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 pretty interested in. CJ said Gage at wide receiver seven would have been pretty good. Yeah, I almost did it, but um, just structurally, I the a little bit of extra flexibility by taking the the quarterback there. Because now I'm just going to go right back to wide receiver and uh, and take MVS. Another guy we talked about in the Spike Week Discord today. I won't bring him. I won't bring him up again. Um, this is insane. That's insanity. Um, I'm happy I've been smashing him late in drafts before now, but that's a little one. One twenty is pretty crazy. I mean, it's crazy to be taking him at well i'm not even sure where i would put him in a ranking i'm gonna do an a rankings update um i adjust for adp in the rankings right as much as i kind of care to it's a it's a fluid thing i don't know how i would value him necessarily i mean he's definitely closer to being uh the 120th overall pick than he is 210 or whatever uh, if you subscribe to Spike Week, you would have known that he is a core pick that we've had, and we've had him like <laughs> fifty, something like fifty picks ahead of ADP or whatever in the rankings, and that's adjusting for for um, ADP. But uh, I, I, you know, I uh, we'll get into him. We'll get into him. Yeah, guys will literally draft Justin Ross instead of going to therapy. That is a fact. Uh, Eric says you're not big on London. I am. I, I take. I, I I take quite a quite a bit of London, but I just mean like Drake London, who I like quite a bit on the Falcons as the second option, versus Russell Gage as the third option on the Bucks. I don't know. I don't really. I don't really think there's that much of a difference. Now this is interesting. Ceh is a guy I have like none of. Wow, that is really interesting. I really don't want to take CEH, so this is triggering me. <sighs> We're going to take one of these running backs, I guess. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. We're going for it. One of my few CEH teams. More than a round after ADP. Four, 15 picks, 14 picks after ADP. Let's see, when is it? 14 picks. Like I said, I really just don't want CEH, but um, I take Singletary quite a bit. I didn't really want the Knox tight end thing. Um, I know, I know, guys. I'm going to keep refreshing. It's user error. Um, however, if you, if you do have the uh, overlay and you are... Uh, uh, you ever get, you know, you run into these and it says like an error or whatever, 
please refresh. It's not working. Just hop into the Discord. We'll get you all all straightened out. It's usually, as you're seeing with me, some something, some kind of user error. You just need to log out, log back in, re-download, whatever. It's really, you know, it's I mentioned it today that it was it it's what I would liken it to is back in the day when we all played video games, right? You get the cartridge, get the video game cartridge, you just need to take it out, blow in it a little bit, put it back in, it'll it'll work. You know, that's just kind of how it works with uh with the extension. Sometimes you gotta uh, do a little bit of of uh, blowing in the cartridge. <laughs> I already drafted seven wide receivers. Um, no, I like single. I have a lot of Singletary. I have like no Ceh. And um, the funny thing about the Singletary got all the first team reps today is like, did you expect he wasn't? We also got crazy hype on James Cook. They played together. They they were on the field together. Cook 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 had a rushing touchdown in the in the red zone. Did you know that Cook was catching passes? He looked explosive. And so the the Singletary, uh, the perfect example of the Singletary. Uh, uh, if if he, I don't think he's going to rise from this. I'm not, and I wasn't saying that you were saying that. But uh, this, you know, if you read one blurb about Singletary, you're like, oh my god, he got all the first team reps. He's back to being a workhorse. It's like no, no. It's not speaking of <laughs> now I want to take James Cook. <laughs> That's funny. Uh James Cook at pick 117 is pretty nice. What is it? What's his ADP at now? 110. I really liked it. I, I kind of liked I, I was drafting a lot more Singletary before. Singletary has been the one that's risen up. Cook has been the one that's not necessarily fallen. Um, but that's an interesting riser faller situation. It was all of the bills. Again, we'll get to McKinsey later. All of the bills are super, super interesting. Um, Devin says, uh, I have an uncomfortable amount of singletary. I have I have quite a bit of singletary uh too. Let me double check really quick. Uh this is drafting, so probably not good. I'm just pulling up my draft IQ. I can flip it over really fast before we uh ah. I lied. I don't have quite I don't have as much as I thought I did. Or is that DraftKings? Sorry. Trying to see how much uh oh shit, I'm on the clock. This is what this is what you get for trying to do research while you're draft oh my god. I never should have fucking drafted CEH. Oh no. I'm gonna I'm trying to do a little bit more. Um I really like Madison, but I'm trying to do a little bit more spiller right now. And some of the guys in that range, I was taking Madison so frequently that uh, that uh, I uh, <laughs> got a new got Devin Davis. Uh, where is Gabe Davis? He's always in the, he's always in the chat. Every time I take him, he posts a funny comment about uh, you know. Uh, although he was telling us to take Crowder. Um. Anyway, let me look really quick at Singletary. I don't have as much Singletary as I thought. Uh, but I had been drafting him quite a bit. I think part of the issue, as crazy as it sounds, um, is I've been drafting so many in this next pot right, right here, actually. Literally, I know it's only like one round difference, but there's still, if you look at it, <clears throat> again, this also applies to these risers and fallers. 
we're going to get into these pockets where you see right here where I took CEH, where like after him, it was like Woods, Claypool, whatever. But a lot of the time, you will get Sky, Boyd, Burks, um, Goddard, MVS. You know, I took him a little earlier, whatever. I'm taking Hunt over those guys. Olave, right? You'll get those guys in that little bucket. I just so happened to hit this what I think was kind of an awful tear break. And then, but I, when I'm zero are being or hero are being, I'm just like cook uh, Ramondre. You see over here. I don't really like Ken Walker. Um, Rashad white Pierce is whatever. Rojo Spiller. We'll get to what Daryl Henderson. There's this big pocket of the draft, which are like all these perfect targets for the way that I build teams. So it's almost like through those first eight, ish eight to nine rounds i'm not super strict on the running back thing oh man that's funny i won't uh i won't ask i won't ask you to uh mention who who did it you're 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 free to talk amongst yourselves in the chat i'm not trying to call anybody out but that's really that's really funny i hope that uh gabe dunks on absolutely everybody yeah definitely always clutch this is one of the great perks of uh, of drafting wide receiver heavy early is you just don't really get wide receiver values later. And a wide receiver value later isn't as impactful to your roster. Like, oh, congratulations, you got Kendrick Bourne in the 18th instead of the 16th. Like, and I like Kendrick Bourne. But, like, it's not as impactful, right, as the the, run, the running back value because the tiers are so different and the ceilings are so different in that time of the draft when the value can really, really get big. Good Lord. This is a hundred percent true. I do kind of this weird. Um, I'm back on the clock, but I do kind of this weird. Another guy uh, I've been drafting quite a bit of here, Michael Carter. I feel I feel I feel all right about I feel all right about this right now. Um DraftKings is definitely different. I do this weird thing with DraftKings where I still zero RB, but what I will do is like uh I, I will barbell wide receiver a little bit more because you can get such crazy value later at wide receiver, and there's a really dead pocket of the draft. So on DraftKings, you'll see people push up the Devontae Parkers of the world. He's always my I shouldn't shit on Devontae Parker. I, I don't dislike him. Like as a human, I did, I haven't drafted him once in fantasy, but I, whatever. He's like the wide receiver, Josh Jacobs, but you get this pocket of the draft where it's like all those guys. Right. And like, I don't know. I don't really care if I miss out on, on those guys, but I can smash all of these wide receivers that I really like in that tier. Again, Spiller, Hendo, Gainwell, Rashad white, whatever. All those guys fall into that. You know, even all the way up to Hunt, Singletary, uh, Rojo, etc. <clears throat> they all fall into that bucket. And uh, ooh, tough, tough, tough. Let me look at quarterback. Okay, quarterback, I'm all right. God, Alberto is plummeting. I can't believe I'm going to just bury myself in this godforsaken Alberto. No, I have a. I don't have a Ram. Do I have a Bronco? 
If I don't have a Bronco, I need to take Alberto. I don't have a Bronco. See, this is where if I was a functioning adult and I had the overlay working. Son of a bitch. Um, and maybe I prepared so that I could have the overlay showing. That would be uh, good. Huh, yeah. Uh, the, the tip was to close my browser out, so I think we're going to uh, just have to do another another stream with the overlay shortly. Definitely agree. Definitely agree. Gabe and Redraft is just such a smash because the people will not evaluate him appropriately. Devin says, I have so many lineups where I don't know what happened beyond round 12, but I guess after you build your core, the rest is just hoping they have a couple spike weeks, no pun intended, throughout the season, pretty much. Your draft is mostly through, through you know, through those, yeah, it, it can vary through 10 rounds, 12 rounds, 14 rounds, whatever, depending upon how your draft goes. That's about where it, not where it stops but the rest are like dropping little pieces in at the end that kind of fit that team or whatever and you don't need to be super tied to position you don't need to be you know uh, you might need to be tied to position depending upon how you drafted but like the core of your draft is there you know in those first 10 to 14 rounds so i haven't done a very good job of talking about these risers and such right but um, we we passed up, uh, you know, we're in the 13th now, but we passed up this tier where I actually didn't take any of the uh, a group that I think is going to rise. You see Garrett Wilson here. You see Sky Moore here. You see Traylon Burks. And they've slowly started to tinker back up a little bit, but they've just been dropped in this little bucket there in that ninth, 10th round for quite a while. Unless we get a report that like Traylon Burks still can't breathe at practice or like these guys are running with the twos, <clears throat> which I guess technically could happen with sky Moore. Even then, I'm not sure that people are going to uh, <laughs> back off sky Moore. but unless we get some kind of crazy report that is these guys stink or whatever, which just like never really happens with the high profile rookies, all these rookie wide receivers are risers to me. And so it's another thing where when I'm drafting right now, I'm trying to keep these things in mind about like what's about to happen, right? It's kind of like when we're putting together who we want to target in fantasy football that year, shout out to Pat Thorman for using the Wayne Gretzky quote that is just like ingrained in my brain. Now, like we want to skate to where the puck is going, not where the puck has been in this. I want to, I want to be thinking ahead to where the market is going from an ADP perspective and try to like game against that mainly with, Ooh, and Joku and Fant are both here. Is there any other tight ends still here for me? Cause I can, I could maybe two tight end this puppy. If I go. Oh shit. All right. I lied. I'm going to go Mac first. We're going to go Mac first because I, I really want to make sure that I have this as a two quarterback team. And I know I don't have a, a Patriot, but I'm totally okay with that with Mac. It's not ideal, but um, I'm okay. I'm okay with that in Ma with, with Mac. Plus if I miss out on something here, I can always kind of back stack. There's always options to, to backdoor stack 
Mac Jones at multiple positions. Um, and I, if I if I had if I had <clears throat> excuse me if I had uh, I guess I could have done is Wentz gone? I could have man Wentz two oh two. I could have done Wentz, but <laughs> God forgive me if I don't want to have a bunch of Carson Wentz in my in my portfolio. And I do actually really like Mac. Uh, Devin says, uh, call me crazy, but I already filled the $5.150 max on DraftKings. I'm at 111. Just a little bit ago, I did my 111th draft in the $5 on DK. I'm actually trying to get it done. <laughs> Sounds weird, like actively trying to get that one tournament done. But it's the one tournament where it's obviously a low. God damn it. This is why you don't. For anyone that ever wants to stream a draft in their future, this is why you don't. You know what? Fuck it. I don't even like James Robinson, but he's cleared for contact. Zero RB time for J-Rob. Triggered me into drafting James fucking Robinson, whoever you are. E, What is your name? EFE646. If you ever watch this, you just made me take James Robinson and I don't like him. And I hope, what is this fucking team? Cooper cup, Nick Chubb, DJ Moore, Travis Etienne. Ha. See, I hope ET. I almost said something bad. I hope ETN doesn't have a very good season. And James Robinson does. Congrats on your Allen. Rob oh, you're uh, the, you're the Antonio Gibson guy. Best shape of his life. Got to reach for him now. Shaking my head. Sky Moore. Oh man, I'm we're fucking I'm leveraged as shit against you. I am absolutely leveraged against you like a mother. Look at this. He has Irv to my Jefferson. Let me let me see here. He has ETN to my J Rob. He has Gibson to my McLaurin. Hunt to hopefully my dear Ernest. Sky Moore to my MVS CEH. He just has all the fucking Rams. And he stole Njoku from me. You're going down, buddy. Hope you're happy with yourself. <laughs> yeah, this is what I'm gonna put in the the uh in my name in the app. So when I find this one. It is uh, me against EFE646. It's honestly tilting but hilarious when someone is trying to correlate the same teams before or after you. Yeah, it is funny because in this case, I wasn't even trying. I mean, I, Njoku was a correlation with McLaren, but um, he was also like a tear break. So it was like, <laughs> it's like the perfect scenario. It's like, oh my God, he's falling past ADP. He, he's a guy I like with upside at tight end. I really need upside at tight end on this team in particular. And I'm like, please, God, let me get this. <laughs> let me get this guy to fall to me. And the dude right before me digs him. Uh, that's funny. Huh, man, this is uh, uh, CJ says sucks. Mechie is out but by that oh it doesn't hurt my 53 percent nico no no sir 
53% Nico's looking a little bit better, but I think Brevin Jordan, it's a really big boon to Brevin. I mean, sh- hopefully everything's good with Mechie. I know you feel like you have to get that out. You know, you have, you have to put that out there. That was, that was really fucking sad news. Okay. Here's where we do. I, nobody took him yet, right? Yeah. Here's where we smash the last wide receiver on the team. About here is where I've been, is where I've been taking McKenzie before he gets, uh, he's the, he's one of the epitomes of a riser. Gibson was like the epitome of a riser that I think is a little bit of a false flag. Uh, McKenzie's definitely going to be a riser in case you missed it. He is, uh, running with the ones in the slot. He's been, again, if you follow spike week or you follow this channel at all, I've been talking about on basically every draft stream I've done for the last multiple weeks, been saying like, I'm prioritizing Isaiah McKenzie. I actually wasn't at the very, very start of the draft season. And I'm like really mad at myself. I wish I had a huge, huge, huge stand on Isaiah McKenzie. I have somewhere around 25% of him across both sites. I'm trying to continue to make that higher and higher and higher every day until the ADP adjusts to where I think it should be. Um, But I think this is the range where as of right now, I'm trying to, I'm trying to see if I can get him here. I, I don't need to push it to the 200 because I don't like I'm I'm trying to get him, so I don't need to worry too much about that. Extra, like really, it's the difference between getting him plus Kendrick Bourne or him plus <laughs> you know uh, a 20th round pick. Like who gives a shit or 18th round pick? Let's see. I am gonna need a tight end. I am gonna. I think I'm still gonna stick with this as a two tight end team. Oh, Jesus. Do I take Janu or do I? I'm going to, I'm going to take Dearness. Cause like you, like I said, um, this is another situation from a riser perspective that I'm trying to get out in front of McKenzie is one. The Browns running backs is one. Um, rookie wide receivers is one. Those are three of the biggest ones. Um, I'm trying to think uh, some of the injured guys, so that there's basically four groups that I would say that I'm trying to get out in front of as a general rule of thumb. Obviously, we have to treat every player a little bit differently. But the the guys who were injured that now I'm not a big J-Rob fan. You obviously saw me take J-Rob here. The guys who were injured that you still want to buy into, Chris Godwin, um, maybe the Ravens running backs. Um if you like most or whatever, like the guys who were injured, who we were getting discounts on because they were injured is who I'm, I know you're see if I had the overlay working, I would have, I would have, but Dernest is a priority and I have Terry McLaurin. So I still got a, I still got a correlation in there. Um, Yeah. That's interesting. 100% 100% Ingram is, is I, I respect, I respect your, your boldness. But so again, to get back to the, to the theme of the show, the, the injured dudes, the injured ones that, you know, and every, it's different for everybody. Like I said, J Rob is like, so, so for me. Um, but the injured ones with actual upside to play early. So like Michael Gallup is not a guy in my opinion that has like almost any real chance of playing early in the season. I could absolutely be wrong and he could be a miracle <laughs> recovery guy, but it's more like Godwin, 
because they're gonna rise. Dogs agree. Dogs definitely love Godwin. Chris Godwin is my guy, so I'm a little also a little bit biased to him. The rookie wide receivers. There's almost no way for me to believe that the rookie wide receivers could fall any further than they do in that whole collection, and really across the entire player pool. You have a, a pocket of Traylon Burks, um, Sky Moore, Garrett Wilson, Drake London, etc., that are all <laughs> that are all uh, in a in a way cheaper than we would ever get those those guys before. Hold on one second. They're absolutely ridiculous, these dogs. Um, oh, Taysom goes. That's a funny one. So the but the the rookies, like you're like, I mean, think about what happened with CeeDee Lamb and the the puff pieces we got on uh on CeeDee Lamb. Yeah, this is a hundred a hundred percent true. I need to listen to them. Did did Brevin Jordan stay on here? Yeah, easy game. We take Brevin Jordan. And Brevin is look at this. This is a this is a beautiful team. We don't have a stack with Mac, but that's okay. He was not the priority. He was not the priority. I don't have a stack with Trey Lance either. So that's not certainly not ideal. But I think Trey Lance is a guy you can get by without a stack. And I actually think Mac Jones is a guy you would prefer to stack with with Mac. But when you run into a, a a backstop of that tier of quarterback where you still want to get one of the Mac Jones, Daniel Jones, um, Zach Wilson is teetering on there. And I didn't have a stack with with Zach Wilson. I know I have Michael Carter, but I don't really want to stack him personally. I, I think it's okay. I think one thing that people I want to stack, but I think that forcing it in certain situations, the correlation is a tiebreaker at all times, including within a stack, including within week 17, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and so I'm actually kind of like pretty excited about this team, even though it is, you know, one without uh, pass catchers, pass catchers with the, with the quarterback. So, uh, <laughs> Jason, do you, did your dogs hear my dogs, my dogs, uh, barking? Yeah, this is, this is really funny. Jake says that, uh, I said Brevin Jordan out loud as I was making, I was deciding between Brevin Jordan and Dearness Johnson in my round 17 pick. And I had to wait 16 picks. Has that ever happened before? You literally say, and we, in uh, one round, I'm deciding between these two guys, you say it to the people listening and, uh, the, you have 16 picks after you come back around, and that dude makes it back all the way back past ADP. Past ADP. Absolutely crazy. That's so funny. Jason's dogs heard my dogs through his uh, computer or TV or whatever. So anyway, quick recap of the team. Since nobody here got into uh, the draft the draft uh, uh, with me. Um, started, obviously, as you might expect, with a uh, zero running back team with Justin Jefferson, T. Higgins, A.J. Brown, Gabriel Davis, Terry McLaurin, and Amon Ross St. Brown. Six straight wide receivers. But the funny thing about this, this draft is they're just like we're always the best pick available at that time. There's a – good Lord. There's an argument to be made when I took uh, – it was Saquon or T in the second round that I think you could say, oh, you, maybe you should have done Saquon there. But I like th planning out ahead 
Uh, oh, somebody bit somebody too hard. Uh, I like planning out ahead, knowing down the road, right? That's like the drafting back to front thing. Is unbelievable. Drafting back to front, I know I'm going to get that running back value later as whoever it was brought up. Like, I'm going to reach a pocket where it's like in the 8th through 13th round or whatever where the running back is going to be the best pick at all times. And so when it's a coin flip between Saquon or T, whether you think that's a coin flip is a different discussion, but it's a coin flip between these guys in those rounds right? AJ Brown or ETN or whatever. I'm flipping coins there. I'm going to take the superstar wide receiver because later I'm going to be deciding between, between Devonte Parker and uh, Daryl Henderson. And it's like, well, Daryl Henderson absolutely is a better pick and he's like past ADP or whatever. So um, that's, that's where we stand with, with uh, kind of the first six round wide receiver thing. Go Trey Lance because they start. You start to see this run on the quarterback thing, and you've already taken six wide receivers, and you're in the dead zone of running backs. So you're like, if I'm going to take this detour, you take it. You take it with with a quarterback you love. I took Lance over Burrow. Burrow would have been a stack with Higgins. I know some people would just naturally take Burrow. I prefer to take to take a. I prefer to take Trey Lance. Come back and hit and and, and hit MVS. You know, as I mentioned, I don't really love CEH, but getting him more than a round after ADP, if I'm going to mix him in a little bit, which also allowed me to get James Cook, Isaiah Spiller, Michael Carter, just smashing some running backs there. I waited on tight end. So this is like the real uh, cautionary spot of this team, right? It's Alberto and Brevin Jordan at tight end. But something that um, I'm trying to mix in, I don't want to have all of my teams with a certain cohort of tight ends, B three tight end teams. I probably want the majority of them to be that way. Right. If, but if Alberto truly is like the starter and I know there's Greg Dolchich, I understand all of that, but if Alberto truly is the starter with his potential efficiency with Russell Wilson, et cetera, and he blows up. And then you also have Brevin Jordan who it's the Texans. I get it. But John Mechie is not going to play. If those guys come together for quality seasons, and I just have those two, all I'm really fading is like some uh, crazy Mark Andrews season from last year, right? And even then, it's within those elite guys that I want to mix in a little bit of that two tight end thing. I don't want to be I don't want to be tied to only two tight end teams, but I also don't want to be tied to only three tight end teams. With right, it's like oh, my first tight end is is hunter henry so it has to be three tight ends or my first tight end is no uh whatever no offense so it has to be three tight ends if you do that on every single team you handcuff a little bit of your upside and so i don't want to do it on every team and especially when you get to the zero rb teams it's like i don't want to give up that my isaiah mckenzie pick or that dearness johnson pick just to take like Kyle Rudolph or you know what I mean? Or, or Daniel Bellinger or whatever. That guy's not 
really winning me the tournament. He's just helping me survive, which I, I get leads into winning the tournament. You have to get there, blah, blah, blah. But like Dearness Johnson can win me the tournament. Isaiah McKenzie can win me the tournament. And James Robinson, some people probably can win me the tournament. And so I kind of want to always think through those, those um, scenarios. Thank you for hanging out with me. These dogs are an absolute shit show. Hopefully they didn't uh, impede the uh, viewing process too much. We'll be back tomorrow with the football show. Um, I don't know if it's me and Rob. <laughs> he, he runs the Tuesday show, not me. I'm not sure if he has another special guest and I got kicked to the curb or what. I am excited. Um, hopefully everybody has enjoyed the Wednesday shows, the best ball bro shows, the interviews with the different people from around the industry. I've loved them. They've been awesome. But now that we're getting really close to the season, we're going to replace the best ball bros shows with um, a draft IQ show. And I'm also going to launch another new show shortly, which I can't announce yet, but we're going to really dig into portfolios, player combinations, strategy exposure strategy stacking ideas and all those different kinds of things on wednesday so i just wanted to bring that up because uh uh, that will be a change for wednesday afternoons but we'll be back tomorrow with rob for the football show and uh that was a lot of fun we'll be definitely be talking a lot more risers and fallers throughout the course of the off season i will see you guys tomorrow or wednesday i don't know we'll see peace